This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. As from the 1st of September, the staff at Investec will be paid according to their output and not how many days they clock at work. The idea is to push for harder and higher performance and to reward initiative and innovation. Investec is the first South African company to follow the lead of international brands such as Virgin and General Electric. To tell me more about this is Leslie Ann Gatter, the Head of Human Resources at Investec. Leslie Ann, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much. It's nice to be with you. Leslie Ann, the, the news to Investec's announcement was so well received by the business community and I remember reading a Business Day editorial welcoming this decision. Do you think the days of um, clock watching at work are over? Uh, I really hope that those days are over. I think that the, the response by the business community externally as well as inside Investec uh, surprised us. The amount of interest that we received and uh, the, the lift in morale internally inside the organization was really profound. And uh, I think this signals to us that progressive organizations that want to treat their employees as adults and engage with employees less in a prescriptive, constrained way, but rather in a much freer way, is very attractive all around. Certainly as an employee, and I think all, you know, working parents will sympathize with the fact that sometimes you need to be out of the office, whether it's for um, a school event or for an operation for a kid or whatever the reason is. And you're basically saying you've got that freedom to move on. Do you expect people to take advantage? Uh, no, we, we actually don't. We're not working uh, this policy for people uh, and trying to control people who are the lowest common denominator in an environment. We believe that people who are taking advantage of us and trying to abuse the system are already doing that, and the freedom here will out, will out them even more. But much more importantly, we're focusing on people uh, who fill our environment, who are dedicated to the organization, who are exceptional performers, who treat uh, the place as much as with as much care as they treat their home environments. And really what we're after is to reward those people who are exceptional performers with the time that they require to manage their lives in a much more balanced way. The provisio for you is that deadlines have to be met and you have to bring innovative ideas to the table. In a way, are you putting more pressure on your staff to perform? Uh, I think we, we could be construed to be putting more pressure on our staff, but in effect what we're doing is that we are naming what already exists in our organization, which is a very high-performance culture and a very focused view on delivery. And so it has always been our, our mantra and our status quo that delivery deadlines, output performance comes first in our environment. Uh, it's how we've identified and rewarded people forever and it's really going to be articulated in a more focused and more deliberate way now. Um, Leslie, and the other thing that you are taking the uh, maybe pressure off your staff is in terms of cl- uh, formal work, work clothes. Yes. And uh, <laughs> one of the things that always struck me um, of differences of working in the corporate environment versus the NGO environment is that, you know, in the NGO environment, you can wear your long flowing skirts and sandals, whereas um, corporate has a certain look and feel to it. Are you taking away that certain look and feel to corporate? So I think that 
the, the example that you raise is really a good one because if you think about the value uh, and the input and output that someone in an NGO in their flowing skirt and sandals uh, provides in terms of in, in comparison to a corporate is the same. The value, the hard work, the dedication, uh, the applying your mind and problem solving is very similar. So why would we have such a vast difference between how people dress and the informality of the one environment and the other? Uh, importantly at Investec, we aren't dressing down. We haven't implemented a dress down environment. Rather, what we've implemented is a dress for your day policy, which means that everyone here does a different job, uh, works in a different environment, has different client segments and sectors to consider. And in your day, you should think about your environment and what that, cons- what that involves. So, We have, as a very basic example, we have uh, software developers and designers and technical people who have been sitting in suits and ties behind computers programming for hours on end. Uh, It's uncomfortable, it's unnecessary, and it really doesn't play them to their best. It is unnecessary for them to be in a suit and tie. Similarly, though, we've got a corporate financier who's going to see a client who has a great expectation that that person is in a suit uh, and tie, uh, and we refer to that loosely in a gender, in a gender neutral way, uh, women in suits, etc., in very corporate gear. So we are asking people to consider our brand. What does Investec stand for? How does the brand want us to look? Uh, and then to consider their days, uh, and to dress accordingly. And so we have people at any one time, uh, in very, very corporate attire, traditional banking attire, and next to them is walking, uh, somebody who, uh, is in a much more informal way. Yeah, I mean, the whole dress code of work has always fascinated me. I mean, including when I look at our kids going to school. You know, I'm for school uniforms, but I kind of look at the ties and the stocking, you know, the ties that the boys wear and the stockings that the girls wear and kind of wonder, is are we still part of some colonial system that that we've outgrown but but isn't yet represented in our environment? So I think so many of the artifacts... Uh, that we have in in all organizations, schools included, uh, are relics of the past. And we we hold on to them with not really much questioning around why we do that and how. One of the most interesting things that's happened in our environment is that we've had so many comments on the dress code from a diversity and inclusion Mm. perspective where people have come forward saying that, the dress code is very Eurocentric. It is colonial. Uh, that the notion of ties and suits, etc., is really quite old-fashioned and really not part of the culture and not representative of the many cultures and ethnic groups that we have inside our buildings. And so there's been a really interesting um, reception to the freedom that this could allow people to dress in ways that are, A, more appropriate and more representative of our environments and also of the cultural and ethnic groups from which they come. So I would agree. I, I would love school uniforms to be revisited. Uh, and I know there are lots of parents out there uh, who, who wouldn't. But I, I, I agree with you. What, you know, why would our boys be in ties? And what does it represent? And what does it mean for us? Uh, so I think all these things should be questioned. Leslie, um, your, your, so Investec is the first South African company to, to go forward with this. Um, it's been welcomed, as I said, by the business sector. Do you think you are trend setting and this is kind of the future of business in South Africa? 
we think we look. We did it for our, we did it for our, our staff, and we also did it um, as an attractive measure, which has uh, overwhelmed us. The amount of interest we've had in the organisation since announcing these changes has been overwhelming for us. So we think that we are trending. Uh, we have not done this so that we that we trend. Uh, we have done this because we are trying to entrench and enhance our culture in every way. We're a culture-strong organisation, and we believe these policy changes further entrench and embed the culture of the organization. So we really did it in a way that was very bespoke and unique and important to us. In terms of how it's been received, we can see that it most definitely will trend, and we've had several other corporates uh, coming forward asking us for some help, guidance around the pilots that we ran, the research that we did, and just the verbiage and the language that our policies consist of. So we've had a huge amount of interest uh, I think the greater you and the, the the greater the freedom and the more autonomy you give people, the more they produce. And so I would hope that we would be able to think about this in a much wider in a much wider way across the country. Um, we yeah we are the first co- company to do this, or and certainly first in financial services. Although other companies, uh, one particular one has done leave, but only for their executives and not for the entire organisation. So we, we've gone organisation wide, which is you know, fairly unique. Well, maybe we can focus on that for a while because um, obviously you are, as you said, in the financial sector. It is an elitist sector, and you're talking about the the culture of your staff. Now, um, I think the articles that came out said this didn't apply to, for example, receptionists. Does your policy apply to all levels of those who work at Investec, from ground staff to executive? Yes. So the answer is a very simple yes. It absolutely does apply to to everybody. Um, I think that the, with respect to to those, that particular article that um, cited uh, that it applies to everyone except receptionists, that was uh, really misconstrued and not well put forward. I think the example there was to say when we apply high degrees of flexibility in our environment, certain people work shifts in our spaces, uh, and that would be very hard to be flexible around. In terms of in terms of the leave, in terms of the dress, we absolutely are role dependent and performance dependent in terms of how people take up flexible leave and dressing for their day. But we are an egalitarian environment. We hold a flat structure, very limited hierarchy, and this applies to everybody in every way. So I like the idea of egalitarianism. It appeals tremendously, and especially in a sector like the finance sector. So, uh, but just to clarify, a secretary. A PA. Yes. Would be... Yeah. yeah, sorry. No, no, carry on. A PA, for example, w- would she, assuming it's a her, because it normally is, would she be have the same access to days off and um, output that you would expect from um, a more senior member? Yes, absolutely. I think it's all about the, the role that he or she is taking up uh, and the relationship that they have with their leader in terms of what is required at a particular point in time. And so, really, if you think about a leave policy, what a leave policy traditionally does is constrain people by an amount of days they can take off. Here, what we're saying is that instead of making it uh, 25 days after five years of working here, we're saying it's, it's not unlimited. The notion of unlimited um, we can explore, but it's a, it's a it would obviously be a... a strange concept in a corporate where you have delivery to do. But here you could be flexible. So if this year 
the PA took 28 days, and next year uh, he or she took 24 days. We, we're not looking to monitor that. We're really looking to say what is the work requirement, what do we need of them, and just because they're in the seat uh, and sitting here for a, sp- mm. a specific period of time doesn't mean that it's performance. It also doesn't mean that it's necessary. Uh, and in today's world, especially with the amount of delivery that we require and the high-performance environment, but also just the general pressures, people need time to replenish. In fact, one of the things that you might find interesting is that we looked across uh, our environment and saw who was on uh, negative days, as in they'd used all their days and gone into a negative leave. And the wide majority of people are by far our more senior people and strongest performers, which just goes to show us that people who perform extraordinarily in our environment are taking more time for themselves and still doing so well by us. So irrespective of role, we want this to apply. I think you make your point well. Uh, your point is well made in terms of you can be in the office for, you know, eight hours a day and do very little, but you can also do a hang of a lot while you're outside and the need sure. to refresh. So I think your point is very well made. Um, Lizanne, uh, the, the policy comes into play as from the 1st of September. Uh, are you expecting tremendous change? Are, are you excited? We're really excited about this. Um, our, our organization has um, really felt like it's buzzing since we've made these announcements. Our dress code changes went live immediately uh, in June as we as we made it, and uh, anyone who's in our building today will see that it's really a living well, uh, and people look totally different how they, from how they ordinarily would have on a Friday, uh, which is really exciting for us. One September, we go live on our leave changes, and yeah, we're extraordinarily excited to see how people take this up, the conversations that take place, how we drive performance uh, within the context, and how we really change the narrative from quite an old-fashioned story about, you know, time is money, uh, to really thinking about value is money, that the value you create and the value you add is how we remunerate you. Um, and so it's a very adult construct. We, we are deeply excited about the processes that we're going to run, the conversations that we're going to have, and the way that the organization is going to take it up. I am, I'm excited for you, and I hope it is trend-setting, even though it wasn't the reason you did it. And uh, I wish you luck with your, your, your workforce going forward. Thank you. Thank you for interviewing me and for the time and taking to be interested in Investec. Thank you. That was Leslie Ann Gatter, who is the head of Human Resources at Investec, talking about the changes that they have implemented.